0: You're listening to Pounds of Natural. So, brothers and sisters, here we are, two days away from the primary here in California. The count to Super Tuesday is on, and the establishment is definitely throwing everything but the kitchen sink—and that too—at the front runner bernard sanders however every attempt to smear or to cast in any sort of negative light the sanders campaign even when they're outright lies coming from supposed friends (laughs) it doesn't matter any it almost gives him momentum just in the same way that all of the negative press and the attacks on Trump and not to make, because Bernie and Trump, their ideologies are polar opposite, but the similarities I'm talking about are in not them per se, but how the media, the corporate media and social media can propel anyone with negative or positive press and the establishment knows this so it shouldn't be shocking to them that every time they put out a very obvious attempt to smear Bernie Sanders that he surges in the polls that his contributions go up yesterday was the FEC uh, which is a federal uh, commission that oversees elections I believe it stands for the Federal Election Commission. They had a deadline last night to basically show all the paperwork to show your donations. And I actually misspoke because I was not informed. On the last show, I said something about even international people donating. That is not allowed in these elections. At least that's what they tell us. Who knows if they have backyard or back entrance ways of doing sneaky stuff. But for the most part they have to show where the donation came from. You have to be over 18. You can't work for any lobbyists or or certain factions of the government. You can't work for Um, You have to be a citizen or a green card holder to be able to contribute. They have to record where you work and what your occupation is so they can collect specific data. And I'm sure there's other reasons why they have all these stipulations. However, last night was the deadline. Bernie Sanders turned out reports from his camp saying that in February alone, he received over $46 million and the average donation was $21. It is phenomenal, but it is what happens when you start a movement, it grows and it gains momentum, especially when it's being smeared and smeared unfairly. And people can sniff through it. Like, people are not stupid. They are not buying Biden surges, Biden's back. Like, it's just this obvious attempt from the corporate media to try and bolster a Biden acting like the $9 million that his super PAC paid for advertising in South Carolina, having the older black vote in his pocket his firewall and this is a conservative state so whatever like okay give credit where credit's due (laughs) joe but other than that like you're not going to be able to put a dent in the lead that bernie sanders has in california california is the largest state in the union they have the most delegates it's done it's done Live from Brooklyn, New York. This is House of the Home. Pete has said he is out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, when my husband told me the news he just showed me his phone it took a minute to process and I was like thank you Jesus thank you Jesus that's right because I was so tired and obviously we all collectively were This wasn't just because he did so poorly in South Carolina. This is because he did poorly in Nevada. He did poorly in New Hampshire. And Iowa declared himself the winner when he clearly wasn't. He's got this smug attitude. He's not offering anything. Nope plans of substance and in the last debate he was like that annoying person that even if you liked him you wanted him it was like embarrassing the way he just kept like freaking out and I know he was upset because some people booed him and called him they were having like unified chants against him and they weren't like peak 2020 they were like no you liar get out of here we don't want you so that doesn't feel good so I know he wasn't having a good day but the way he acted everyone was like bye stop with this either in you know wait your turn and speak your facts but these tactics are just like trying to interrupt and trying to talk over people What grade are we in now? That's not even professional (laughs) discourse, let alone you're at a presidential debate. We're supposed to look at you as presidential. So bye-bye, Pete. Nobody is missing you, except Mandy Moore, apparently, who's trending on Twitter. I guess she was a good fan of yours. Whatever, Mandy. Cry your Mandy Moore tears. Your rainbow-colored tears, Mandy. And go on and make your millions on your top rated show on NBC. Like you out of touch, like child, actress, and singer, whatever. Anyway. So that's kind of the, I mean, there's so much more that we have to get into, but yeah, Super Tuesday, we're pumped. I believe the Burnet Camp, New South Carolina, and also there was like again shenanigans from the DNC, shenanigans with the poll polling sites that were moved on- with uh, on Friday, and the vote was on Saturday. Not giving information on where they had been located, and this happened in over a hundred polling sites. They're now saying the first report was fifty, then it escalated to over a hundred, like hundred and thirty. That's shameful, like. You went to big lengths to try and hijack this thing, (laughs) Biden. Like, yay, yay. I went to great lengths to steal and connive. Woo! Like, what should you be happy about that for? Like, you basically had to pander and to lie and to backtrack and to either it's lies or he's forgetting or it's a mixture of both. It's still all wrong. All of it is wrong. All of it. Like, there is no record that supports any group of people except for oligarchs, except for big business, except for, in his own words, he said as a young senator that he was basically prostituting himself to the big wigs, the big names, the corporations, and that's to get the money. That's what he he said. It's on record. You can look it up. So good luck, Mr. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to take what it was. Yes, they're saying on paper that that's <laughs> that you're the winner. Okay, great. But I'm talking about delegates and math, like Andrew Yang used to say. And Bernie is the winner of the primary. Now I do not suggest that the DNC try to mess with these people again. I just don't think that you want to go there. I don't. I don't think people are having it. So in addition to Buttigieg, Tom Steyer dropped out, which was like, okay, no one's shocked at that. However, the waste of money that Tom Steyer put a loan into South Carolina, it was $22.5 million or somewhere around that. That's an insane amount of money in South Carolina. Someone on uh, either, I think it was The Hill, I was watching some analysis of South Carolina, and they pointed out the fact that TV ads are ba- monetized based on location, that's a part, and other factors as well. So South Car- an ad in South Carolina is gonna be cheaper than an ad in New York City, or an ad in the Super Bowl, and so forth, and so on. So. That's a lot. Like 22 and a half million is a lot in a place like South Carolina. So basically every time you turned on your TV, you were seeing Tom Steyer backing it up with Juvenile or whatever ridiculous stream of footage he put together to try and convince black people to vote for him. And that's basically buying votes. I don't see the difference in what Bloomberg is trying to do. Steyer is just not as like reprehensible as uh bloomberg in a way because of his personality i'm sure with their money especially with steyer investing in private prisons that alone if you watch orange is the new black you'll understand that that's not cool and yes he did say oh once i found out what was happening then i stopped investing okay but still whatever i'm sure To get as rich as you are, that you can spend that much money in one state in one month or the span of time, like there is so many other just horrible things that had to come about for you to amass that type of wealth, and that's you know that's for him, his family to to deal with um, and to reconcile with. Um. So, bye, Tom. I wish that your money was used for some good in the communities that you were campaigning in. But say la vie. What are we going to do? We got to move on and keep it rolling and keep it popping. Let's talk a little bit about Elizabeth Warren specifically, and the rest of the people still in the race. As of today, as we approach to Super Tuesday, March 1st, we have two dropouts in Tom Steyer and Pete Booty, goody, goody, Gig. thank God and calls for more candidates to drop out are taking trend on twitter and one of the latest hashtags to trend is dropout warren actually drop out each and every one of the individuals who are still in the race have taken to twitter but the dropout warren one is interesting because of the math game that this process has become. It's not about who's getting the most votes, who's getting the most delegates, which you would think makes sense in a democracy. It's all about delegate math and numbers assigned to different states and all this ridiculousness. But even with all of that taken into consideration, every political analyst, whether you're on a Fox News or a CNN, MSNBC, whether you are an independent political an- analyst, every single one of those points, which never agree on anything, agree that Elizabeth Warren, although she has been propped up by the corporatist media, at this point, there is not a viable way to the convention at this point for Elizabeth Warren, not because she's a woman, not because she is a liar. (laughs) It is because of her performance this part, this far in the race that she has not been able to win any state. All of the projections looks like her home state, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, which she is supposed to represent, that she will lose and lose big to Bernard Sanders. So there is, not an argument, I mean, around that could sustain staying in this race, thinking that without winning a state or winning a sizable amount of delegates that you're a contender for the nomination. So that's out the window. And there isn't anybody who is working with all the crayons in the box that's going to tell you that, no, there's a way she can do it. There was even, I was watching status coup with Jordan giving commentary from South Carolina the other day and he was very fired up with about Elizabeth calling her to drop out several times throughout his broadcast and basically said the only way that Warren could get the nomination is if she tried to contest and play some sh- major shenanigans it- at the convention but that is isn't even a reality yet towards the end of his broadcast he was saying she can't even do that like that would just be so outrageous and even if she tried it would not work so then but we're also we also heard in the news that she had about nine or ten million dollars extra money given to her by super PACs. when this woman has vehemently been on debate stage, vehemently been interviewed with press conferences where she talks about not having a super PAC. During a debate, she said, Amy Klobuchar and I are the only ones without super PACs, knowing that Bernie does not have one, but just openly lied. And this woman just openly tells bold-faced lies about her own past The way she tells you a narrative that she was a school teacher and she was pregnant and then they told her no we're gonna give your job to someone else and talks about her three brothers in the military this woman is not being is being disingenuous about who she is it would be much more authentic to the american people if you just leveled with them and said for the first 47 years of my life, or when I became politically active in my 20s to 47, I was voting Republican. This was my state of mind. This is what I was thinking. But I had a change of heart when, and this is what happened. That would resonate much more clear and strong and be authentic but no elizabeth warren wanted to create this narrative and trying to act like she's a homegrown like cornbread fed type of woman who comes from meager beginnings and all of this when i mean if you're republic voting republican in the 70s and the 80s like you're a real republican like reaganomics like bush one was your dude Like that's saying a lot about who you are, not that people can't evolve and have a change of heart. There's plenty of people who migrate from side to side, not for political advantage, but because their ideology changes as they grow and develop as a person. But Elizabeth Warren is such an opportunist. Snake, Elizabeth Warren calling her a snake was trending on Twitter that's a horrible (laughs) analogy to be called. It's not giving her a compliment. It's talking about how sly and slick and distrustful that she is. And those aren't qualities that people are checking off for. Yeah, I want this in my present. You don't even want that in your Mailman or someone who packs your Amazon boxes. If you had the choice, let alone your president. It's just too much. And we already have enough of that. Why replace what is going on now with someone who might be slightly better? Or is it slightly better to act in one way and act like you're for the people and say the right things and know the right jargon and say drop institutional racism talk about black and brown women and togetherness intersectionality say these key words and you're just saying them to excite the base that you're in front of but when you get into office you're going to play ball and be the centrist moderate playing both sides that we've had for years that haven't worked for the 99% so Elizabeth knows that she does not she's a smart woman she can figure out that the her for her to win the nomination is not possible at this point so the only way the only thing that makes sense is why she's still in the game is to take votes away from Bernie Sanders. I believe Buttigieg, I heard through, my husband was saying he read in an article that they're not trying to hide it. Like Buttigieg was like, I dropped out basically so the best person can rival Bernie and stop Bernie like it's about stopping the momentum of the people the the democratic party is supposed to be or they have been uh masquerading as the party of the people the party of the working class which they once were but pretty much died <laughs> with Roosevelt and trickled off probably into the early uh, the late 50s in the early 60s i don't even think you can say kennedy was you know he talked about universal health care i know he had a speech about it but what he did to actually implement it i'm not sure a man didn't have a whole lot in his first term a lot of time was it three years it's not a lot to get policy implemented like uh still uh radical quote unquote radical even though every other industrialized country has it somehow radical. They wanna put the ter- put the term radical on something that's inalienable meaning that it should come with birth you should not have to have this based on how much money that you have and if you're blessed with money and you want private doctors and private care and everything private in your own hospital and your own wing and to have the golden scepter come down if you want all of that that you should be able nobody's going to stop you from having your private private money high quality class it just means that everybody else is covered no one is left behind so that if an outbreak comes out we're not sitting here scrambling that people are afraid of of the ramifications of seeing a physician when they are not able to pay even the copay that should that equation needs to be taken off the table because not only does it affect you and me, and every because everyone is connected, so somebody's hardship, whether it's physical or mental, does affect you and I and everyone in some way but especially when we are talking about epidemics breaking out it does because that epidemic doesn't or especially when it's something of a virus type of pandemic situation it doesn't discriminate it doesn't say oh well I'm gonna you know go for people of a certain race and all of that it because we're all human it can affect Anybody, And that's why if you want to protect yourself and you love yourself, you'll want other people to be protected. This is a very basic, simple concept that most countries industrialized and successful countries have done and they're able to do. So why this is radical, why this is crazy, when it's polled around the country, 70% or more of people, no matter where they are, Republican, independent, Uh, Democrat, what have you. They are in favor of Medicare for All. So this is not something crazy. Crazy. Like, please, people love to put that term on anything that they're trying to oppress or shut up or that they can't understand. It's crazy. Crazy. Like, okay, let it be crazy. Crazy cool. But seriously, think about how destructive it is for The fabric of democracy that we claim that America is woven out of. The foundation of democracy in America. Think about how it is being compromised. If there is a concerted effort of the party under the Democratic National uh, Committee... To come into cahoots and collusion with one another to stop the front runner when in California today, in Los Angeles, 35,000 people rsvp'd to hear bernie speak and to listen to the words of public enemy radio headlined by chuck d and original members of public enemy which is one of the most celebrated hip-hop groups in the world of all time they are in the rock and roll hall of fame they were inducted in 2013. they've won lifetime grant achievement awards from the grammys like this is not your uh <laughs> this is not uh Migos sorry no disrespect to y'all for your chart topping hits on the billboard but this is not Migos this is not no bad bunny or anything like that people who are just hot for the minute this this is a group that has had longevity Chuck D is it extremely respected not in just in the music community but in the community at large and he does not endorse people i've never heard of him endorsing any politician but bernie isn't a politician this has been a lifelong um mission of his so that was a huge endorsement coming from chuck d and there's actually some controversy <laughs> there's always got to be controversy but we'll get to that in our next segment about public enemy but all in all it was a great endorsement and the other candidates the the fact they can't claim to be progressive they can't claim to be for the people and want to represent the people, if they're still going to continue this race to stop the front runner who the people clearly are behind. Like, yes, Joe Biden won South Carolina, but early voting results have already shown us that Bernie will win with a landslide in California. He will win with a landslide and get the delegates in Texas. Those are the two major states there's 14 states in all for Super Tuesday and he's going to win a bunch of them which make him the frontrunner and you would think that if this wasn't about corruption and this wasn't about greed and this wasn't about completely obliterating the status quo that has run this country and been standing on the necks and the backs of the workers for the past 40 years there's A time where it will break because bones are not made of steel. This is not titanium. They are bones. They're made of marrow and other components. And you will weaken them until breaking if you continue to stand and press and press and press. And this is what happens when that, that occurs for decades. And now the people have said enough. Enough is enough. So this is what you get and it will definitely escalate and uh, not explode, but it will escalate people's participation in their own destiny taking agency over their own lives like Chuck D was saying getting off the couch and doing something instead of complaining on Twitter and trying to you know make fun of people's appearances and do all of that sort of thing get up get involved find out who your neighbors are if you're not a canvasser, that's fine. There are so many ways that you can spread the word and to get involved, even if it isn't with Bernie's campaign. There are a lot of other Democrats and Green Party candidates that are running for small elections probably in the town and the city and the state that you live in and it's time to get involved you might even be called to run for that community thief to run for that town selectman or city councilman or whatever and heed the call. Don't think that, oh, I'm just a writer. Or I'm just a teacher. Or I'm just this. We've seen that just a waitress like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez can make such a huge difference. And there's so many ones like her that have come up, the whole squad, and so many more, the Tulsi Gabbers, and there's more of them coming. So this is just the beginning. And I... I'm so excited to document it and share my views with y'all. Live from Brooklyn, New York, this is House of Knuckles. As we just broke down Public Enemy, one of the most iconic musical groups, not just in hip-hop, in music, has endorsed, or a faction of Public Enemy, Public Enemy Radio. But Chuck D is the originator and has co-signed the Bernie Sanders campaign. And clearly the establishment was not happy to hear this. I believe it was put together very quickly You know, because the longer that these things are planned, the that is also giving more time for sabotage and ruin with evil plotting can happen. So these things happen pretty quickly. Jack Johnson, another great musician, Sarah Silverman, a very well-known comedian and actress and Bernie supporter, spoke Dick Van Dyke who doesn't need any introductions known all over the globe came to give their endorsements and to hype the crowd up and this was quite a crowd so getting back to Public Enemy I don't want to spend too much time on this part but there was some controversy and some drama regarding Public Enemy's appearance and the use of Public Enemy logo and brand and likeness and it came from all people Flavor Flav who was an original part and yes that's right I said was an original part of Public Enemy dating back to when Chuck D was a student at Adelphi University. Flavor Flav. I can't imagine what he was studying back then. But obviously, not the same person that he is today. Was also studying at Adelphi. They met up and you can look at their Wikipedia and see their humble beginnings. But he's been with the group since jump. Since inception. Okay? And we all know, at least those of us who are from this country and in the Gen X generation and I've seen younger folks get into some of those shows like Millennials and even Younger because a lot of these shows are available online and you can either see them with your streaming account or what have you and it becomes a multi-generational thing but there people know Flavor Flav not even through Public Enemy so much as with Flavor of Love and the Surreal Life and all of the crazy VH1 reality shows that that man starred in and really made his fame outside of Public Enemy and for those who don't know if you're curious just go google the names of those shows. You'll get the sense of what Flavor Flay has been doing with his life versus what Chuck D has been doing. And I'm not here to cast judgment on anyone. It just is observing the path. These people are public people and are doing things for the public. So we've observed one person went one way with how they want to relate to the world and Chuck D went another. And All this time, Flavor Flay was still technically a part of the group. What I choose to believe is that there have been problems for years, and that this was the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't want to believe that just due to this suspected, on my part, bribery from the establishment targeting Flavor Flay because they know he's vulnerable according to a lot of chuck d's tweets <laughs> that flavor Flave is uh an alcoholic and smokes too much weed and talked about smack meaning like um either uh, <laughs> i'm like what drug is smack you know what i'm talking about this is some serious stuff he's putting out there all on twitter i do wish that it was a private for the both of them since they go back so far but Chuck D doesn't seem one that you want to trifle with so he was like all right oh you're gonna try to play me right now so Flavor Flav sent a cease and desist letter to the Bernie campaign telling them that they didn't have his permission to use the public enemy likeness or logo or anything with it and Went on to talk about how he's just not endorsing Bernie Sanders. And this is the reason why. Blah, 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 blah. And that's when Bernie reached out to Chuck D's people. And then Chuck D just lost it. He was probably like, who does this dude think he is? Chuck D owns... And all uh, owns all of the licensing and rights to use that logo. Flavor Flav does not. So he has no right to write some... Si- I mean, you can write a letter and put cease and desist on it. But if you don't have the authority, meaning the ownership, then your letter is moot. And that's exactly what happened in this situation. And I believe it was just a ploy from the establishment that does not want to see bernie succeed the way that he's succeeding and with seething when word that one of the most popular hip-hop groups of all time and not just black people of all races i'm sure because chuck d has been around the world as he talked about today has been to, all, all, I mean, all around. So, Public Enemy is a global concept. Fighting the Power is a global concept that is a theme song for a lot of people, for a lot of causes. And it was really powerful for to have that endorsement. And I think the establishment's attempt to try and weaken Bernie Sanders through this fake outrage from Flavor Flav once again did not work. Just like Russia baiting isn't going to work. Just like talking about his statements on Cuba isn't going to work, even though calling him crazy and making fun of his hair and saying he has three homes and like whatever you try, because it's gonna be disingenuous. It's not going, you're going to try to be bending things, try and make things look a certain way. So it's not gonna work. And as for Flavor Fave not being a part of the group, that was, I'm sure, a long time coming because if he's on heavy drugs and drinking and has given, that man must have made multi-millions. Not must have, he did. There's no way. There was like four or five seasons or maybe even more, which is crazy, a favor of love those reality shows, especially when they revolve around you, and I'm sure he was executive producing them too, if he had any brains left at that point, he should have been when the show is about you, he should have plenty, but I believe he (laughs) seems like he's a little irresponsible, and I'm sure that led to the breakup, and I don't see it as a breakup because I was watching that show tonight and I did not miss Flavor Flav. I didn't miss the clock. I didn't miss the go fronts. I didn't miss the dancing around. I didn't miss it. It was like Chuck D, that cadence in his voice, drop the drums. It was just dope. And everybody was feeling it. And it was right for California. I saw someone's tweet like, I don't know how well this is going to read with outside of California. It's, who cares? This was for California. They picked Chuck D specifically because they know how to speak to the people that they are... Targeting that they are wanting to speak to. If they were in Minnesota or in Alabama, they might not have gone with the Chuck. She, <laughs> he's probably not going to be the right. That's not going to be the right time. But California was the right time. Thirty-five thousand people RSVP, and surely many more were standing outside hoping to get their foot in the door. Hoping. So yeah, try as they may, they failed the uh, uh, Flavor Flav not being a part of Public Enemy anymore. It's for real because it's on Wikipedia, y'all. Like they went on there and corrected and put former member next to Flavor Flav's name. So it's not a joke or a game. But like I said, I believe it's a long time coming that there were (laughs) that there's been beef between them or just grumblings or whatever and this just pushed him over the edge to say well you know what i'm in control of it all and this is not good a good look for you or the group so i'm making an executive decision you are out and flame, flame was probably knew that was gonna come but whatever payoff he got to start this whole mess i'm sure he's like well it's worth it So hopefully it's worth it for you, Flava. And Mr. D, you did a fantastic job. Public Enemy Radio rocked the house. The crowd was going wild. And so looking forward to a sweep in California and in Texas. And to pick up many more states on Super Tuesday. Because the momentum is on The fire is on. You cannot stop because it's not about Bernie. It's about what he's standing for. And it's about people who have been pressed against the wall and had the foot upon their back for too long and they are ready to get off the couch and to make their voices heard. So see you on Super Tuesday, y'all. It's going to be awesome. (sighs) So let us go forward, let's defeat Trump, let's transform this country. Thank you all very much.